You're listening to The Cyber and Crime Files. I'm your host, Michelle Lamb. My next episode on file is about a new form of swatting that takes the already dangerous prank or malicious act to a whole new level. Let's take a look into our next file, Swatters Hacking Smart Devices. For those of you not familiar with swatting, it is a term used to describe a hoax or prank call made to 911 or emergency services. The prankster will usually say someone's life is in danger or anything to get a SWAT unit sent to that address, usually someone that they are targeting. What makes this dangerous and sometimes deadly prank even worse is that the threat actor is now using smart home devices to carry out the malicious activity inciting fear and confusion between the victim and law enforcement responding to the scene. Swatting can be used as a prank. Some use it as a form of revenge or harassment. Either way, it is a serious crime that can have potentially deadly consequences. Offenders or threat actors often use spoofing technology to make their phone call or their phone number rather anonymous, making it appear to first responders as if the emergency call is coming from the victim or their target's phone number. This enhances their credibility, making the dispatcher think that the threat is real and the source is credible. Well, if you think that form of swatting is bad, well, wait until you hear about the new one. According to the FBI, this version of swatting is done when the offender or threat actor gains access to the victim's or their target smart devices, including video or audio-capable home surveillance devices, and uses them to carry out swatting attacks. The threat actor usually uses stolen email passwords to log into the smart home or smart device and hijack features including the live stream camera and device speakers. In these scenarios, it's likely that the threat actor has gained access to the victim's email password and has attempted to use that email password to log into their smart device. After they are able to gain entry, they call emergency services to report a crime at the victim's residence. As law enforcement responds to the residence, the offender watches the live stream footage and engages with SWAT or responding officers through the device's camera and speakers. In some situations, the threat actor even charges people to watch. Can you imagine not only having your device being hacked, but SWAT or police being called to your home at night, believing someone is in danger, and while you're afraid and trying to understand what's happening, the hacker is making a profit and watching with an entire audience? After reading the FBI's announcement about this new form of swatting, I went online to find a current example of swatting where the threat actor or hacker used a smart device. I came across a story about a Virginia family that fell victim to this new form of swatting. To give you insight on what a real swatting situation sounds like, let's take a listen to this report from 13 News reporter Evan Watson. Something that's supposed to be a security setup ends up being exactly the opposite. It was one in the morning. Ray Balance and his family woke up to police officers at their front door, responding to a potential suicide call. They went in, checked, make sure it was nobody in the house, which it wasn't. Help me, help me, help! Back outside, the officers realized what was happening. Where am I coming from? This, this door, that's what I was asking. The Chesapeake family was the victim of swatting when someone creates a hoax 911 call to get police to respond to an unsuspecting person's home. And then the screaming stopped. 
Finally, I guess whoever it was on the camera decided, you know, that the fun was over. Chesapeake police officers covered up the camera, and the hackers started talking to them about the hoax. And what is it that you need from us? Oh, nothing. We were just around. After this, we'll log out. Tell them to change his Yahoo password, his ring password, and stop using the passwords for the same The hacker said he live-streamed the ring cameras when officers arrived, charged people $5 to watch, and faked the woman's voice. Who is she? I don't, it's a made up story. It got you there, didn't it? Okay. Don't you get it? I'm watching through four different cameras. I get all the entertainment from me and my guys. Easy money. You guys got pranked. You got swatted. I feel pretty violated, you know? The scary part is, is he tells the police that there's something violent or whatever getting ready to go down. So the police come up to the door, you know, expecting the worst. And you're unsuspecting we're in bed when all this happened. The Chesapeake Police Department says this isn't normal. A spokesman said he remembers just one other swatting report like this one. Balance says he learned lessons about online security. Make sure that you have your two-factor authentication set up. And he believes the hacker accessed his home's cameras through his email and Amazon accounts. The other mistake I made was is I used the same password on a lot of different accounts. Just because it's easy. It was a strong password, but it's easy. So once they get one... You know, they're going to try them all. The company Ring says two-factor authentication is important in preventing situations like this one. A Ring spokesperson recommended connecting it to your phone rather than your email for the most security. Ring says swatting is a serious crime and we're working with law enforcement to hold the bad actors accountable and protect customers. After talking with the hacker, the Chesapeake officers left the balance home. Well, we're done entertaining you for this evening. Well, thank you. We'll switch to the next police department, or not police department, the next state. Chesapeake police say this swatting incident is under investigation. Evan Watson reporting for 13 News Now. Swatting has been around for quite some time. Back in 2005, a man by the name of Matthew Wegman, also known on the phone freaking scene as Lil Hacker, was on the FBI's radar since 2005 after he swatted the home of a man whose daughter denied his advances. He was responsible for numerous incidents, and by the time 2009 came around, he was convicted and sentenced to prison. There was a League of Legends terror who was a Canadian teen who was underage at the time, so his identity wasn't released, but he pled guilty in 2015 to 23 charges related to swatting attacks. There was another swatting call in August 2020 when there was an unknown 911 caller claiming to be holding hostages at the home of Melina Abdullah, a leader in the Black Lives Matter movement in Los Angeles. Police surrounded her home in that incident that was streamed live on Instagram, and although the ended without violence, the caller said that he wanted to send a message about his dislike of Black Lives Matter. So as you can see, there's different agendas around swatting, but no matter what, it's illegal and it's wrong. While it's pretty tough to prevent swatting, some methods that are recommended is that you go online and see if your home address or phone number are easily discoverable on Google, and if possible, remove your information from search engines. Cloudflare emphasizes that online gamers in particular, often the young ones, can be somewhat naive about privacy issues, and they need to be careful about not revealing too much information. But I'd like to point out that it's not just young people who reveal too much information online. 
Sometimes people can be victims of social engineering. So the key here is to do what you can to protect your smart devices. Be careful to not overshare your information online and do what you can to make sure that you don't have too much personal information on the Internet. The FBI is working with private sector partners who manufacture smart devices to advise customers about the scheme and how to avoid being a victim. The FBI is also working to alert law enforcement and first responders about this threat so they can respond accordingly. As a method of protection, the FBI encourages owners of smart home devices with cameras and or voice capabilities to maximize their security. Because the threat actors are often using stolen email passwords to access smart devices, they encourage users to make sure that they use strong passwords or phrases for their online accounts, and they say that you should not duplicate the use of passwords between different online accounts. In addition to this, the users should update their passwords on a regular basis. In some companies, they recommend you switch your password or update your password every three months, and in some cases, on a monthly basis. It is highly recommended that the user has a mobile device for their multi-factor authentication login instead of an email as it's more secure. Again, swatting is illegal. Making false police reports to emergency services is a criminal offense, and it's punishable by fines and even imprisonment. There is a high risk of violence with swatting. In addition to this, it causes tax dollars to be wasted by the city or county when they are responding to a false report of a serious law enforcement emergency, and it's also a liability if things go wrong. An example of this is a swatting call turned deadly back in 2017. A California man was sentenced to 20 years in prison for carrying out that deadly swatting attack. He received his sentence in March of 2019. In addition to this, in California, swatters bear the full cost of the response, which can lead to fines of up to $10,000. The FBI encourages anyone who believes that they may have been a victim to make a police report. If you believe your email or other smart device credentials have been compromised, you should report the incident right away. You can do so by going to www ic3.gov. Thank you for stopping by and be sure to follow the show on social media. The Twitter handle is CyberCrimeFiles and on Instagram the handle is Cyber and Crime Files. If you forget, you can just click the logos on the website and it will take you directly there. Before I post my final podcast of 2020, I just want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Cyber and Crime Files. Until next time, have a good one and Happy New Year.